This house behind me, I was paid to live in for the last two years. Now today, I own it, no one else is on title, and it makes me over $3,000 per month. I can't wait to show you how you can do the exact same thing with a property in your area. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain, you have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. So before I give you a full tour of this house and you can see kind of the flow of everything and what we're doing and how we're making so much money on this, I need to go back to February of 2020, which as you all know, was about a month before just craziness happened. We were at about seven properties at the time and I looked at my situation. My, my dad had just uh, passed away from bone cancer the year before. I was living with my mom to help her with the transition. It had been just over a year and it was time for me to kind of let her move on and, and move on with my life as well to, to get out of the house and, and do something uh, with, with ownership. And so I had been <laughs> really spoiled the last few years of my life because I had been doing Airbnb as a room out of my house and so I hadn't really been paying for a mortgage. So I knew that if I was going to go on to that next house, I needed it to be a deal that was either going to pay me to live where I'm at, which is exactly what we did, or at least cover the mortgage and utilities. So I got on a mission. I told all these realtors, wholesalers, what I was looking for. I was looking for a house that had multiple units on the property or the ability to convert some units on the property so that I could live in one, rent out the other on Airbnb. We found this house. This was an amazing find. It was at $339,000 and I was going to be able to use a conventional 5% down. Was not able to do the FHA just due to timing of everything, uh, but 5% down and I didn't want to pay for that. So what did I do? I went and raised the money. So I went straight to an investor who had been trying to look for an Airbnb for me to manage for him as a co-host. What we did is I said, hey, listen, you pay for the down payment. There's also a unit in the back that's a workshop and I want to convert that into its own studio. Here's the pro forma. I think that after the mortgage, the utilities, paying you, which by the way, I'm gonna break down that in a second, and also paying myself that we're gonna cash flow right around $1,500 per month with all those expenses in there. He said, I don't believe you. So I had to walk him through. He had to meet some people. Um, I had to show him exactly how it was gonna work and he finally said, yes, I'm in. So here are the numbers of the underwriting of this deal. He paid for the down payment, 5% plus closing costs, which rounded up was right around $23,000. Then he also paid for the renovations in the back, which was $20,000 and he paid for all of the furniture, which combined in all three units was another about $15,000 on top of that, the consumables $5,000. So overall that's $63,000, but midway through this entire deal, he said, I'm scared. COVID has happened, we are closing now, it's March, right around March 5th or 6th, 
and he said, COVID's about to start happening. What happens if this market goes to crap? And so what he ended up saying is, I'm not comfortable with the 63,000. I wanna put in 40,000. So now I had to put up 23,000 of my own dollars, which I was okay with because A, it gave me more equity and B, it reduced the loan that I was taking from him. So how did I structure that loan? Two different ways. First of all, he was going to be an equity partner and he was going to be on title. So this was a secured investment for him. And what he got with that is, after all expenses, he got 25% of the cash flow, and he also got a guaranteed 25% on the furniture loan. So we made that a completely separate loan. Again, he's an equity partner getting 25% of the cash flow. Because he reduced the amount of money that he put up front, we went from 25% of equity down to 17.5% of equity. And separately with the furniture, which was right around $20,000, he was getting a 25% guaranteed return that we were paying on a monthly basis. After one year, that note was gone. So after one year, first of all, the first year because of that loan, I was essentially living for free. After year one, that monthly payment of the 25% principal and interest off of the $20,000 was gone, completely gone. So now we were cash flowing over $1,500 per month like we expected. Then this was the fun part. Because I developed such a great relationship with this lender, who was a private lender, because we had such great success on this, he went out and bought three more units just for me to manage as a co-host on Airbnb. Because we had developed this great relationship, he came to me and he said, Kyle, I want you to refinance me out of this. I wanna get all the money out. You're gonna be completely the 100% owner on this. We'll take me off of title uh, for two reasons. One, I need the cash to go buy another property. And two, you can get money way cheaper if you refinance. Uh, than this 25% of cash flow that you're paying me. I agreed, I said that's awesome. Well, and, and honestly guys, like the, the thing to learn here is if you build great relationships with your lenders and with your owners, they're going to treat you well because you're treating them well. And that was exactly what he did. He treated me well. He said, you can get this money for 6%, you're getting it from me right now at a much higher rate. So we cash out refied. The crazy thing, the amazing thing about real estate and when we did this, right? We bought it in 2019 at $339,000, right? Then what happened from 2019 to 2021? Well, <laughs> this happened. The real estate market just completely went up. It went up, up and up. The rates went down, down and down. So we refinanced. The rate was right about 3.2% as an investment loan because now I'm moving out of this house and moving into my new property with my wife. 3.2% was the rate, but it refinanced at $575,000 because of a comp down the street that sold for $579,000. Holy cow! So we got 75% of that $575,000, which comes out to just over $430,000 as a cash out refi. The current loan on the property was only $310,000, so we got $120,000 back. He got his original $40,000 plus an additional $15,000. So he got $55,000 on the cash out refi. And I was able to, because of the beauty of cash out refis, and you can call this a Burr B&B for sure, guys, I was able to put $30,000 into my pocket and leave a little bit left over in this loan. So I actually ended up taking out 70% instead of the 75% in order to reduce that rate even a little further down. So what do the numbers look like today? Well, that increased my my mortgage payment about $400 but because we took him off the loan I am taking on way more of the cash flow so the upside was actually a positive about four to five hundred dollars extra income per month by taking him off so even though my mortgage went up 
my cash flow went up too. That's the first thing. Second thing is because I moved out, I was able to move someone else in. Luckily, just by the grace of God, at the same time that we were moving out, one of our cleaners was saying, hey, uh, I know that you have a couple other properties where the cleaners live on site. I would love to do that. I'm in a bad situation with my family right now and I don't wanna be in that house anymore. I wanna be in my own private quarters. I was able to move her into the two-story mother-in-law unit that I was living in. She's paying a reduced rate for rent and because she's cleaning on site and managing on site and doesn't have to go and drive and do all this stuff, she's actually cleaning at a reduced rate as well. So our cash flow on a income perspective and also a number of units that we're renting out went up as well. So cash flow numbers, here they are. Back unit, about $2,000 a month with traveling nurses. Main unit is about $4,000 per month with all of our short-term rentals. And then our cleaner is renting out the mother-in-law unit for $700. That's a total of $6,700. Mortgage, $2,500. All-in expenses, about another $1,000. That's $3,500. That is $3,200 of cash flow per month. And guys, no one else is on the loan. I was able to pay myself back from that initial $20,000 that I invested, plus I got an extra 10,000. I lived here for free the first year. I got paid here to live the second year. And now it's cash flowing over $3,000. Is that not a thing of beauty? So as you can see, this house is awesome. It's beautiful. It was already updated. We didn't have to do a whole lot except for add a full-on HVAC system. But this was one room right here that you're in now that we had to make a big decision on because a three-bedroom, one-bath, as we've come to know, and if you've been following my content, is really not as valuable or effective as a three bedroom, two bath. We can get a lot more money if we add that second bathroom, but because there was three units on the property and only one on site uh, laundry when we first got it, we decided to make this a laundry room instead because we felt that three different parties on one property trying to use one set of laundry was just not going to be effective and it's really paid off. So even though we don't get the rates necessarily that we want, this house has amazing reviews because they get everything in one spot and they don't even have to go to the backyard and mess with anyone else on the property in order to have a full and comfortable stay. So this big beauty behind me is the main house. It's a three bedroom, one bath. And one of the things that we did right from the get go is we added laundry so that it could have its own separate quarters and we wouldn't have to worry about the other studio and the, the workshop in the back that we converted to a studio to have to worry about laundry. So that was one of the first things that we had to tackle here. Uh, what I love about this, this is the actually only one that we have as a short-term rental. And of course, what I mean by a short-term rental is under 30 days of rentals. The, the laws in Clovis say that we cannot have multiple properties with one address, even if it has A, B, and C. So this one is the address A, B, and C. Even though it has the A, B, and C, we cannot have multiple properties that do short-term rentals. So we had to do main house short-term rental because that was gonna get us the most bang for the buck. On average, between as low as $110 to as much as sometimes $225 per night in the main house. Uh, the other two units, this was the one I lived in. I can't show you it right now because now we have one of our cleaners in it. That one was the one that I lived in. And then the back unit, because we couldn't have short-term rentals there, what did we do? We rented out to business travelers and nurses, 30-day minimums. We have to have a 30-day minimum with those ones because again, we have to abide by the rules in Clovis. So we put it on Airbnb, we put it on Furnished Finders, and we put it on a few other platforms, including our direct booking site, to allow for longer stays. And if I was just to rent that out to a regular tenant, 
that would be right around a thousand maybe dollars per month but we get about two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars as a short or as a uh, midterm rental instead so when we have this many units on one property we really have to think about the logistics the flow of everything so as we already talked about the decision in the main house we decided instead of a second bathroom, which was really valuable to turn that into a laundry room because we wanted there to feel like privacy and not having to battle over one laundry. But then in the other two units, we have the opportunity for our cleaner on site or even when I was here to have a full storage area. This has been super important storage and the ability to be able to hold on to things uh, and not have to put them in the house was super important for us. Uh, the laundry was the next thing so luckily this was really by a stroke of luck the main house right here or the the studio in the back had its own laundry already so we were able to go ahead and just leave it as is and then for the person that's in this studio in the back they were able to have their own private parking in the back of the house so that we didn't have to battle over parking in the front I think one of the most awesome things about this deal too is that I hardly had to do anything with this house. So the main house, we added in the laundry room and we added in the AC like I told you. The back unit, we converted from the workshop to the studio, that was the biggest project. The studio that I was living in, the mother-in-law unit that I was living in, we literally just turned one of the downstairs closets into its own downstairs bathroom so that we could easily have guests using a downstairs bathroom instead of upstairs. And then we added some gravel in the front and the backyard. We touched up the landscaping a little bit. So if you wanna do this, here are the first steps that I would take if I was in your shoes. Right now, you know, rates are going up. It's crazy, some things, you know, it, it, the market is unpredictable. That's why I like multiple units on one property is because even if things go crazy I've got multiple units that are creating cash flow opposed to just a one you know four bedroom two bath with a pool that only has one means of cash flow so if you can go out you can find something like this that either and and you know look at your family situation to evaluate that if you have kids if you have a wife sit down have this conversation show them this video and and say you know is this something that we want to do if you're a bachelor or bachelorette on your own please go do this as soon as possible. This is something that I would do again and again and again if I were to turn back the clock to me being 20, 21 years old. When you define what that goal is, the income goal, the, the lifestyle goal, all of that sitting down at once, now go develop the relationship with realtors, wholesalers, tell them exactly what you are looking for. As many realtors as you can talk to that might have that pocket listing or might have eyes on the MLS that you may not have that say, hey, I just saw this one pop up, it's got a detached garage, you can totally convert this. Or hey, it's already got the mother-in-law unit, so this is ready to go, you could literally move in and start making money right away. Have eyes on that that are not just yours, make those relationships. Get the money ready. Can you have the money on your own ready to go because you have the advantage of doing an FHA loan or maybe even you're uh, a VA and you can do a VA loan with no money down? That's an amazing place to be for sure, but if you aren't, then go start looking for that money. Create those pro formas that you can show this person, this potential lender that will show them, hey, if you help me lend on this property, 
Um, here's all the numbers. I'm gonna live for free, or I'm gonna live, uh, I'm gonna get paid to live here. You're gonna make this amount, and here's how the property is gonna perform based on our data. Make sure that you have all that set up so that you can present that in a professional way to a potential lender. Me, and when I say lender, this is likely going to be someone that's gonna be more of a private lender. The guy that I got that I told you about was actually a realtor and a real estate investor. So going to a institution or to a bank is probably not gonna be the, the route that you're gonna go on this one. And then just be ready to put in offer after offer after offer until you get the property that you're looking for. And then when you find that deal, show us what you're making. Comment down below. I want to hear about your house hacking or Burbnb right now. Thanks for watching.